In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we welcome you to the All Souls Sermon Podcast. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. In our parables this morning, Jesus uses the image of a farmer sowing a seed, a woman working dough, a merchant searching for pearls, and a fisherman casting a net. Jesus relishes gritty, earthy imagery and uses scenes from everyday life to communicate a divine reality. And why wouldn't he? After all, he is the one through whom all things were lovingly made. The Son loves creation and finds it well-suited to illuminate his coming kingdom. Over the past weeks, Jesus' parables have been getting progressively shorter. Three weeks ago, we read the lengthy parable of the sower, and last week we heard the parable of the weeds among the wheat. As Jesus continues to teach the crowds, his parables become increasingly concise and his comparisons more direct and straightforward. He no longer sees the need to explain his parables to his disciples. We get the sense that his teaching is sinking in and his language is honing in on the essence of the kingdom of heaven. His rich imagery is doing its job. This week, Jesus confronts his listeners with a series of short, striking parables, beginning with the two-verse parable of the mustard seed, and then the even shorter parable of the leaven, which is just a single verse. Over the past weeks, it feels as though we've been on a kind of parabolic ascent as we move from more elaborate imagery for God's mysterious kingdom to direct comparisons. If Jesus conveys his expansive meaning in just a couple words, if he communicates the glorious kingdom of heaven in a single sentence, we should take serious note. The parable of the leaven, more than any of the others, possesses a divine brevity and demands our attention. Maybe if you, some of you remember the central tenet of William Strunk's classic guide to writing, The Elements of Style, where he says the hallmark of good writing is the omission of needless words. I am sure Strunk thoroughly enjoyed Jesus' parable of the leaven. Jesus' choice of leaven to describe his kingdom is strange. The Bible usually uses the imagery of leaven to depict the sinister spread of sin. One of the preparations for the Jewish Passover festival is the ridding of your home of all traces of leaven. St. Paul chooses the spread of leaven to describe the sin of boastfulness. He writes, Your glorying is not good. Know ye not that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump? Purge out, therefore, the old leaven, 
that ye may be a new lump. Therefore let us keep the feast neither with the leaven of malice or wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Even Jesus uses the imagery of leaven to describe the hypocrisy of the religious elite. He exhorts his disciples to take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Comparing the kingdom of heaven to yeast and dough would have unsettled Jesus' listeners. It was a strange choice of imagery. But what makes the spread of leaven a compelling image for the destructive growth and spread of sin also makes it perfectly suited to describe the mysterious advance of God's kingdom. No image better captures the transformative power of Christ, both individually and cosmically, than leaven permeating through dough and completely changing its condition in the process. Christianity is about transformation. St. Paul speaks of the transformed life in his letter to the Corinthians. In chapter 6, St. Paul compiles a long list of sinners, including fornicators, adulterers, prostitutes, drunkards, the greedy, revelers, thieves, and robbers. Immediately following this list, Paul reminds these early Christians of their own transformations when he says, and so were some of you. The leaven of Christ is more powerful than the leaven of sin. It advances into the areas of our lives once dominated by sin and converts us from the death of sin to life in the Lord. There is always hope in Christ for those mired in the depths of sin. What makes leaven such a rich analogy is the way leaven converts the dough into its own condition, just as Christ converts us to his own condition. Christ is the leaven thrust into the middle of our lives that grows outward and turns us into reflections of himself. We become new creations. Although the growth caused by leaven is mysterious and invisible, its effect on the dough will eventually become fully apparent. So it will be for the followers of Christ when the leaven of Christ transforms the old self. Just as leaven activates the potential present in dough, Christ activates our potential to assume his likeness. There is a natural affinity between dough and leaven, and there is a natural affinity between humanity and Christ's gospel. From the earliest days, Christians have been called to spread the leaven of Christ throughout the world. St. Chrysostom speaks of the twelve disciples leavening the vast multitudes with the gospel of Christ. He tells his listeners in a sermon that as a small amount of leaven converts a large quantity of meal into its own quality and transmutes the lump into its own condition, so you shall convert the world. There is a universal yearning and craving 
for tra the transformation that Christ offers. The parable of the leaven provides a vivid description of personal transformation. As we grow to be more like the one we worship, it also illuminates the wider transformation of the world at the hands of Christ. It points to a cosmos that will one day be leavened through and through by the living God, when the whole of creation will be thoroughly infused with the leaven of Christ, when Christ will be all in all. Christ is relentlessly advancing through creation. I find this reassuring, especially in times like these. Like many of you, I'm sure, I now live with a sense of foreboding. The fragility of modern life has been exposed. And I find it important to remind myself where we are heading and where all creation is heading. This may not be apparent to the naked eye, but neither is yeast moving through dough. But as Christians, we don't stand by the wayside waiting for Christ to be all in all. We are the leavening agents of Christ. We are to turn the world into our own condition, as St. Chrysostom says. We have work to do. Our homes should be outposts for the kingdom of heaven and our places of work as well. Our communities should be leavened by our presence. Our lives should provide the world with glimpses of the kingdom of heaven. As a monk once wrote, he who has the kingdom of God within himself will imperceptibly pass it on to others. This is our calling to radiate the kingdom of heaven. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of All Souls Episcopal Church. For service times and more information, go to allsoulsokc.com. God be with you.